Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Good day, zookeepers. Welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. And if you're new here, welcome. I hope your summers are wrapping up great. I know mine has wrapped up fantastically. We spent a ton of time outside. We've been really enjoying the summer. And as it's coming to a close, I get to celebrate something besides sending my kids back to school. This weekend was my 31st birthday, or as I'm telling everyone, it was the first anniversary of my 30th birthday. And because it's my birthday, could you guys do me a favor or give me a present? Right now, can you head on over to your preferred social media of choice, look up The Fiendstra Zoo, and give me a follow. I'm almost everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I even made a TikTok, although I'm trying to figure that one out still. No videos up yet. They're coming. And while you're following me on any of those platforms, send your best friend a link too and get them to listen to the show. It really does help the show grow and that's that's the whole point, getting this in between some more ears. I really do want this to be a viable thing and it's just starting to show those glimmers of hope. Alright, so what are we jumping into this week? I'm sure you read the title, so you know. It's making yourself available. And if you're anything like me, you probably haven't had a perfectly smooth life. You probably had at least one night where you're struggling, you're hurting, you were lonely, you needed a friend. Maybe you even reached out to someone, but they didn't answer their phone. Or maybe you didn't even call, but you really needed someone to notice you. You see, that was me a few years back. Okay, so maybe closer to 10 year, or 11 years back. I called out to a good friend of mine, and I was brushed off. My friend told me that he was too busy, couldn't make it, couldn't make himself available for a few weeks. And as you can imagine, it really helped my situation and my very depressive and intrusive thoughts. In fact, it sent me spiraling. You see, I felt lost and alone. I felt empty and I needed help. And I didn't see anyone who had space free for me in their life. I didn't know then how to put it into words like I do now. But what I recognize is that that instance, that moment, shaped me into the man I am today. One of many moments. If you've ever been in my home, you know, you've probably heard me say it, even on here, that my door is always open. These aren't just words in our home. This is truth. Our door is always open to anyone who needs it. Shalane and I are always making sure that there is time in our schedule to be interrupted. This space, we call it margin. John Mark Comer said in one of his books, margin is the space between our load 
and our limit. And I liked that. I liked it a lot. See, it's that time in your schedule that's a, a buffer. We need to intentionally create this space in our lives or it will not happen. This time in our lives, the space in our lives for interruption. And I know what you're saying. I'm busy or I have a full schedule or if I only had a few more hours in my day. But you know, the solution to an overbusy life is not more time. We would simply take that time and fill it with other things. No, likely they'd be good things, you know. More time for family, more time for guitar, more time for reading, more time for learning a new skill, more time for exercise. Sounds like your time is up again and you're still just as busy, if not busier now because you had more hours in your day. You see, the solution to an over-busy life is simplifying our lives to what really matters. How about another story? You see, around that same time when one friend blew me off, I was really at my lowest. I was spiraling. This was pre-Shalane, pre-us dating. It was the point in someone's story where you hit a fork in a road and you go left or you go right, but it's the true defining moment in your life. I could have turned left and started drinking or drugs or partying hard or any number of things, but I had another friend. See, I, I, saw, I had a friend who saw how dark of a space I was in. And he recognized it. He saw it. He knew that I could not be alone. And he allowed his life, his plans to be, inter to be interrupted to make sure that I would be okay. I don't know how much he gave up for me. But I do know he kept me off of Suicide Watch by just being there for me. Literally just being there. He literally just sat on my couch with me, giving me the time and the ability to talk, even if I wasn't going to. It's the same friend who dragged me to a therapist. It's the same friend who dragged me back to church. I don't know how much he gave up for me, but I do know that he saved my life. Now, which one of those friends do you think I still want in my life? It's actually a trick question. I'm still friends with both of them, and I love both of these men for very different reasons, and at either time in their life, they have given me a lot. But in that one-week stretch, it was really apparent which guy I wanted to be more like. That being said... The second's actions are what I need to focus on today because they reflect Christ's actions and Christ's teachings. You see, if you've read the story of Jesus in the Bible, even if it's just the major gospels, the biography chapters, 
you'll you'll have noticed one thing. It's that Jesus was intentional in everything he did, and he was frequently interrupted in his life. And he made he made space. He made time for these interruptions. Now I know he would never call them that. I just don't know what else to call them. Look, they're always the best stories in the Bible. Look, look at this one to start. Book of John, chapter 11. So this guy named Lazarus, he was super sick, like deathbed sick. In verse 3, it refers to him as the one whom Jesus loves. I'm guessing it's like a brother to Jesus. See, this dude, he was going to die. And Jesus was like, hold on, see, these people who are here, where I'm at currently, they still need something from me. I'll get to Lazarus. But these people here, they're, these interruptions on my path, they need me right now. So, like, this dude who he loves is going to die and needs his attention. But he's like, hold up. Sammy and Alex over here, they... They need, they need me too. And they're, they're pulling me away from my path. So let's stay here. In verse 6, it says, He stayed there for two more days. It, one of his best friends, the one whom he loves, needed him as well. But he's being interrupted in his path and his walk to this dude. So he's like, let's stay here. Let's serve where I'm at right now for two more days. One, nothing could cause Jesus to be in a hurry. I love the pace of Jesus. And that's a whole other podcast. In fact, I did a whole other podcast on that. Two, he made ser- space to serve where he was at. I love that. I'm interrupted to serve right where I am right now. Not enough? Okay, don't worry. There are so many examples of this in just the biographies. In fact, I'm just going to stay in the book of John. Okay, let's start back. Chapter 2. Jesus is at a wedding party. His mom asks him to serve the people of the party. Interrupts him at a wedding party. Be like, hey, do you mind turning this water into wine? People are thirsty. Interrupted at a party to serve. Chapter 4. Jesus took time to sit at a well and talk with a woman, an outcast of society, simply to show her, show this woman God's love. Simply to serve where he was at, to be interrupted in his day, and just talk to this woman whom most people would say he had no business talking to. Chapter 5. He healed a man who couldn't walk. He was going along with his day, and he healed a man who was lame. Chapter 6. He took an entire day to speak with at least 5,000 people and to feed them too. There's a few different miracles in this story. You know, five loaves, two fish, that whole thing. But he took so much time here that he had to send his followers, his immediate crew, on ahead of him. He's like, I need a little bit more time, guys. I'll catch up to you later. Go in the boats. I'll walk out to you. Yet another super cool miracle. John chapter 8. 
he forgives a woman and protects him or protects her from the spiritual elite. He who has not sinned may cast the first stone. He went out of his way, went out of his scheduled time to protect this woman. All the best stories are Jesus being interrupted in one way or another. And if Jesus made time, made space and margin in his schedule, don't you think we should too? You starting to see my point yet? So, what really matters? What should we simplify our lives around? It's a really Sunday school answer. It's Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus. John Mark Homer said it this way, To follow Jesus, especially in the Western world, is to live in this tension between a grateful, happy, happy enjoyment of nice, beautiful things and simplicity, and when in doubt, err on the side of generous, simple living. For me, it looks like not just living without excessive possessions, but a simplified schedule, leaving room for comfort and interruption on both sides. If someone needs to come over for coffee or dinner, you know my door's already open. And you know coffee's always fresh in the Feenster household. And of course, there's always an extra chair at my table. But space in my schedule wasn't always a thing that I had. It really wasn't. And I know it's still hard some weeks to do it. After work, one on one time with Shalane, intentional time with my kids, how much space can I expect to have and to give away? Hard truth, as much as people need me to. Especially, especially after this global pandemic, we know Everyone is struggling with something, or a lot of some things. But listen, people need people. We were designed to thrive in community. The church is not just a fancy building, or it's not even a fancy building, it's the people. The church is its people. I like the way C.S. Lewis put it. He said, friendship is unnecessary. Like art, it has no survival value. But rather, it is one of those things that give value to survival. We can survive this life, but without people, it means nothing. In my words, I don't need people to survive this lifetime but to be joy-filled and to thrive, people make life worth living. Time in my schedule to be interrupted is not wasted time. If you call me and say, hey, I'm in town, I need help. You already know my shoes are on, I've got my keys, I'm coming to get you. People make my life worth living. 
I am this way because I was the guy on the other side of this not so very long ago. Ten years is a blink. I was sitting on my couch contemplating the worst of the worst things. But God put someone there to sit on my couch for me to cry on his shoulder, for me to to just bare my soul and be like, I'm not okay. I needed to interrupt someone's life. So now anyone else can interrupt mine. Back in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief came in the night to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came so we may have life and have it more abundantly. Seriously, guys, simplifying your time and your schedule will change your outlook on life. You'll have less stress, less anxiety, more freedom to enjoy the things that are left in your calendar. When I'm stressed, it's hard to enjoy time with my kids. When I'm stressed, it's hard to enjoy time with Shalane. She wants to play Dr. Mario and I'm not de-stressed from my week. That is a stressful game, guys. I can't enjoy that time because I'm just so wound tight. I must be a dad or something. If you can remember your Berenstein Bear stories, hey, there's a book, it's called Too Much Pressure. It's an overfilled schedule that causes Mama Bear to have a mental breakdown and shut down and cry in front of her kids in a car that won't start, scaring her kids. And only then, only after this breakdown, did they stop and go, hey, maybe we got too much stuff in our calendar. Guys, it's a Berenstein bear story. Don't wait until your anxiety attack. Don't wait until your mental breakdown. We all have limits. We need to, we need to embrace them. We need to learn to thrive within these limits. I've spoken a bunch on this, but so did this guy who's way smarter than me. His name is John Ortberg. He said this, if I have the courage to acknowledge my limits and embrace them, I can experience enormous freedom. If I lack the courage, I will be imprisoned by them. Don't put yourself in prison with time and stuff or hurry. Embrace these limitations. Learn to make that space, like, like John Mark Comer said, that space between our load and our limits. When you're weight training, you don't lift at your absolute top weight every time. It's not good for you. You train below your limits to make yourself stronger. Same thing with your calendar. You set your calendar so you have this space so the things you're doing, you can do better. Let yourself enjoy the freedom of limitations. 
but make sure these are the limitations you choose. By giving yourself margin in your life, you can be interrupted by someone who needs that time and you could literally save a life. That life you can save could be mine, could be my wife's, my kids, could be yours, could be a stranger. The point is you don't know. You could be walking down the street with your kids and someone's going to come up and be like, hey, I'm hungry. My kids are hungry. Do you have something to spare? McDonald's cheeseburgers are $2, guys. Let yourself be interrupted. Let them tell their story to you. It could be helping both of you at the same time. You could get a phone call. Someone you haven't talked to in 10, 15 years. Like, hey, I was thinking of you. Do you have time to chat? What's 10 minutes, guys? Pop in a headphone. You can keep puttering around your house while you talk to this person for 10 minutes. You could stop and sit for 10 minutes and really take in what they're saying. And maybe you even have some insight and, and thought that you can pour into their life. Maybe they don't need that. Maybe they just need an ear to hear. What's 10 minutes? Could be the space between your load and your limit. Dudes and dudettes, zookeepers, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you got something out of this. I know I do. Every time I think about this, I get something new. It's life-giving make some changes shift your limits a little bit shift your load a little bit anyway for this week that's what i've got i hope you liked it thanks for tuning into the fiendster zoo i know you have so many options that you could listen to so thank you for giving me your 25 minutes this week for now i'm spencer this is the fiendster zoo i love you guys god bless